Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is June 11th, 2023. Time is 1937 and joining me as always, actually back from a little mini vacation, is Al. What's up dude? How you doing? Hey, I'm back man. You know, we've been so dry here in Arkansas for the last month, I like to, I like to blew away. So, you know, we're finally getting some rain. I'm back. I, I come back with the rain. Is that not strange or what? Whoop, <laughs> Let's just hope that the uh, the rain doesn't interrupt your your signal too bad. I hope not. I hope not. But you know, we've been so dry here for for the last month or so that the crops look beautiful. But I'm wilting because it's been hot too. So I'm glad to be back. I didn't die. Uh, you know, I mean, how was that old thing? You know, my demise has been uh, well worn over, but I'm still here. You know, something like that. I don't know how that goes, but anyway, yeah, you've postponed your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I post for a little while. I put that off for another thirty days or so. So okay, um, what? So what I wanted to get into today, we all, Al, you've heard about the wildfires in Canada and air quality here and all this crazy stuff that's going on in regards to the far north, our neighbors to the north, and what's happening there, right? Yes, sir. We actually have the dust and the and the haze here that's coming from Canada. Believe it or not, all the way down here in Arkansas. All right. So what I wanted to talk about. On today's show. And if you're new here, subscribe. Click that yes. follow button. Leave us a review. Leave us a like. Okay? Absolutely. Now, Al, this is the thing that I don't think a lot of preppers and just people in general are not really paying attention to. Okay? Mm-hmm. And this is the impact of disasters on the supply web. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm not just talking about just here in the U.S., but I'm talking about the global supply web, all right? Yes, sir. So a lot of people out there do not know where their food comes from. But yep. just to break this down, to make it easier to understand, and I know Al and I have had this conversation in the past on the show about how everybody thinks that milk just shows up at the grocery store. Or the ground yep. beef is just magically provided. Nobody's thinking about that guy that unpacks that meat and puts it on the shelf. And then from there, the truck driver that delivers it. And that guy picking it up from the meat processing plant. And then that cow getting sent back to the farm. Imagine all these steps in reverse to get your food and how badly just the food can be cut off in the event of one of these disasters. Right. Just like I said, we've been suffering from a very small drought here in Arkansas, 30 days without rain. Imagine if we went 90 days without rain and we didn't have water to pump to the crops. You know, <laughs> Arkansas is the, in the breadbasket of America. You could literally be cut off from rice, corn, wheat, 
cotton. I mean, many crops just with us here in Arkansas. So let's talk. Okay, so there's a bunch of different kind of disasters that play a factor in with this, right? Yes, Flooding could wipe out crops. It could wipe out livestock. We've, we've, and we've seen that happen, right? Many times. Yes, and not to mention flooding can take out bridges. It could take out roadways. Truckers will have to find new routes around rising waters in order to deliver a lot of the times they can't and they have to wait it out and then that and that's just one scenario that's just the flooding side of that okay i agree think about this though and i don't think anybody's putting these these ideals together so whenever there's a natural disaster and you have like local or federal or state law enforcement come in or someone like fema come in and they start shutting down roadways, regulating where people are going, evacuating areas, things like this. They're not evacuating the food out of that grocery store. They're not keeping routes open for truckers to bring in supplies, right? True, very true. So if you're in one of these areas and you have one of these floods and your town is evacuated, it's shut down, that town now has to be resupplied, Okay. This could take weeks. This could take months. All right. Living in Florida, every time hurricane season hit, I watch people buy out the grocery stores of absolutely everything. I did too. I lived there too. Believe me, I've seen it many times. Now, I'm going to get a little bit preachy on this episode. All right. Because I'm going to tell you what. What a lot of these people went out and bought was the bread, the milk, the eggs, perishable foods, things that are going to go bad in a very short period of time, right? Right. So I always would tell people in that moment, like, buy the canned goods, buy the long-term things like the pastas and this and that and the other, okay? Are you looking for something kick-ass to add to your closet? Reaper has the hookup for t-shirts, hoodies, button-ups, hats, beanies, and plenty of other badass products. You can check out Reaper Apparel Company at www.reaperapparelco.com and use code DOOM10 for 10% off. Jester only stands behind brands he believes in, and Dan at Reaper Apparel has a mission, and Jester is on board. Go check out www.reaperapparelco.com today and use code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire order. Why be a sheep when you can reap? Use code DOOM10 for 10% off at www.reaperapparelco.com today. And we're going to take a turn into a different world today on the show because... I am now at the point, Al, where I have to rotate my food stocks, okay? Yep. Al's, I'm sure you've seen some of my videos online about, like, my food stocks, my little shelves and things I have and stuff like that, right? Yes, sir. You have to rotate. Right. Every six months, you have to rotate these items. And, I mean, you should probably do it a little bit more than that. Uh, But what I do is I go through about every six months or so, and everything that's gonna that's either expired or that's going to expire within the next six months, I move to the front of the line. So it could get used up or it can get donated, right? Right on. We all do this. And and I'm not I'm 
not bullshitting when I say this, Al, that I am like so over this rotation. I'm yep. so done with it. So I sat down. I had a conversation with my wife. I said, listen, this next rotation, we are only replacing with survival food. Like, that's all we're doing. We're going to replace yeah. with survival food. If I'm putting something in this storage area, if I'm putting something in here, I want it to have that 25-year shelf life. I yep. want it to be long-term sustainable. I, I mean, I'm really getting sick of going up there in, in, or going in there and rotating my stocks every six months. Right. And I agree it, with you. It's time consuming. And Al, I the so I donate a lot of my food stocks back to the homeless uh, population of my community, right? Like if something's going to expire in a month or two months or three months, and I know I'm not going to get to it, I take it down to the local little food bank things, like the the little food bank houses they have outside the churches, the little cabinets, um, and I'll put the food stocks in there. But I started I started coming to realize, and this is like an epiphany I had was how much money I am just just pushing down the drain. Every time I miss a can that's expired, every time I forget to go up and check for things, every time I don't get to use something or something goes to waste, it's a lot of money wasted. And I came to this conclusion in my mind that I would probably save money in the long run if I'm stocking long-term foods. Right. Instead right. of rotating every six months, you're rotating every 25 years. So, yeah, exactly. I, I'm with you on that. So let's let's talk about a little bit about the earthquake side of this. All right. Okay. Al, what's the one thing that's usually affected during an earthquake? Well, that's transportation because, let's face it, roads and things like that are, are greatly affected by earthquakes. I mean, structures, uh, infrastructure as much as anything. Right. And when I think when I like my thought in my head was as soon as there's an earthquake, you're you're losing public utilities. OK, right. You're losing electric. You're losing gas lines. You're losing water lines. These are what you're losing. Right. So yep. imagine if you're in an area that's just like mom and pop grocery stores and, and they can't afford to have these big backup power systems. They're done. Yep. Everything that they have on those shelves that needs to be refrigerated or frozen, it's out. It's gone. There's, I know that there's a safe zone, safe zone of time with this. I can't remember what exactly it is, but there's been many times I've had storms hit here and we've lost power and I go in and there's workers in the, in the freezer section or in the refrigerated section emptying everything out and throwing it away because yep. it went past that allowed, that allotted time limit, right? It happens all the time. It, it absolutely does. So think about this instance. Don't even think of like, you know, think of the great disasters, obviously, because this is a motivator for everybody to, to get on board with, with stocking up and being ready for something to happen. But also, it doesn't have to be something big. A 10-hour power failure could render food unedible in a grocery store, and it would then have to be tossed. All right. And it happens in many countries, Jester. There are rolling brownouts and rolling blackouts. We're one of the only countries on the planet that has a steady power supply most of the time. Now, there's one thing that happens during these natural disasters, Al, and I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with shooting. Can you guess the word I'm thinking about? <laughs> mm, rhymes with shooting. I don't know. What, what, what would it be, Jester? Tell us what it would be. Looting. Looting. <laughs> 
Looting. Looting and shooting. They go together, sort of like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, which you will not get at the grocery store because it's just been looted. That's right. It's gone. You know, people don't go in and get the cheap stuff. They go in and get the expensive stuff. You know what I mean? When they start looting. So remember that, folks. Right. Yeah, they're not buying great value peanut butter. They're grabbing that Jif All Natural. Yes, they are. And it's got to be Smucker's, Al. Uh, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I'm a I'm a great value guy in a lot of ways because I get my wife to go to the big box stores. I'm not going, but I get her to go. But you're right. You're right. No, so absolutely. I mean, just in the event you have these grid failures in the event of an earthquake or flooding or any of these things, they usually come with looting, right? Yep. Which yep. further depletes the food in your area. And I know, right. I know we're harping a lot on food in this episode, but there's a point to this. And the point is, is uh, food is a lot of the, not a lot of people are stocking food, okay? And I'll tell you what, we saw the story in the pandemic where the, the country physically could not shut down all the fast food chains for this two weeks to flatten the curve because so many Americans are reliant on fast food because they don't cook. They don't That's know how to cook. That's absolutely fact. They that's don't a buy fact. groceries, right? That's a that's a fact. So say that say you have a McDonald's, a Burger King, and a Wendy's in your town, and those are the only fast food chains you guys have. I Al, have you ever seen McDonald's or Wendy's or Burger King have floating semi trucks where they could boat in food? No, no, no I've never seen one. <laughs> never seen one. And I've also, and I mean, there, there could be some areas around the country that maybe have this, but I haven't seen security posted outside of fast food chains. No, never. No. So these, these restaurants that may have food stocks in them are, you know, highly susceptible to people going in and looting, taking what they want. They are very susceptible to their food getting destroyed, going bad. If they have power failures as well whether it's due to flooding, earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, all of the above, okay? And they also don't keep a large stock of food on hand, Jester. They get service two or three times a week to replenish their supply. You know, I can't remember who exactly it was. It was somebody that my wife knew, okay? And this girl worked at a Starbucks, and there was like a brief power outage for like, I don't know, maybe a day or two, something like that. Do you have enough food in your pantry for when disaster strikes? Go to www.readywise.com and utilize code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire food order. ReadyWise offers long-term food storage items such as chicken and beef that last up to 15 years. But that's not all. Go to www.readywise.com and use our code DOOM10 for 10% off of organic food as well. Offering chili, pasta, and soups, they have you covered. Did we mention they have fruits? Bananas, blueberries, strawberries, and apples, just to name a few. With many more food options for your home, car, or bug-out bag, ReadyWise has your six. Go to www.readywise.com now and utilize code DOOM10 for 10% off. Due to... um due to, I think it was a hurricane that came through Florida at the time, all right? And basically, they had to throw away everything that was in that freezer because of the power outage. Well, I guess this girl started taking all the stuff home because it was still frozen solid. But corporate said, it's got to go. 
So even even think about that for a second, that these corporations are like, uh-uh, we're going to dump all of our supplies and then restock. So imagine how long that's going to take them to do, to dump everything they have and pull things back in, right? Right, right. Okay. Now. I agree with you. And, and also, Jester, you know, I mean, these stores, if things get bad enough, they start to loot. They're simply going to lock up. They're not going to lose too much money. They're not going to lose their property or anything else. They're they're not in the business of losing money. So, yeah, if that's your only thing to fall back on, you might be in trouble. So, I mean, you guys can go out there and look up online the things we're talking about and how the supply web is affected by these disasters. But, I mean, just like a few examples of this. The 2011 11 earthquake and tsunami in um, Japan, all right? $210 billion in cost. GM yep. and Toyota and Nissan had to shut down because they weren't able to get parts, and they were in the U.S., all right? Yep. Well, yeah, again, I mean... um, Puerto Rico, um, the hurricane of 2017, right? Same yep. thing. That effect that, that, that effect in Puerto Rico was felt through our supply web. We had a situation happen here two years ago with the I-40 bridge going into Memphis. One of the main veins of truck travel in America was shut down for about 30 days due to the bridge being unsafe to travel. And it's a huge bridge. Thousands of cars and trucks go by every day. That was shut off. Millions and millions of dollars of materials had to be rerouted, backdated, you know, just didn't get to the way it's supposed to go for, for a month. So right. it happens very quickly. Now, I'm, you know, I, I know I'm stressing the food a lot here because this is the thing, guys. The food, like, you guys should have a disaster plan in general in case something like this were to happen, okay? And have, because everything's going to be affected, pharmaceuticals, batteries, building materials, food supplies, everything is affected by these disasters. However... The food is the one thing you can take control over, all right? Yep. That is the one thing you have. You can't go to your doctor right now and say, hey, doc, Jester here, I would like to get a two-year supply of my blood pressure meds or hell. I want to get a six-month supply of my blood pressure meds just in case we get hit with a tornado and things get shut down and I can't get my meds. Right. Typically, they don't do this. The doctors don't do this. And if you're on any kind of medications that are regulated, like if you're on antidepressants, something like that, they're going to be like, no, dude, we're not going to give you a six-month supply in case there's a hurricane, right? right. <laughs> they're going right. to look at you like you're nuts, and they're going to say, nope, we are not doing that. However, the food is something you can control. Because you could stock now, you could have it now, you could have it on the shelf, you could have it on the pantry, you could have it in the garage, wherever you want to put it, and it's going to be there for 25 years until that disaster strikes. Yep. Right? You can affect this. This is a safety net that you can actually set up for yourself right now. Exactly. Now, don't get me wrong. I feel like if you guys listen to the show regularly, if you're new here and you just subscribed, you go back through our past episodes, and this is all we do is disaster preparedness. Yep, that's and all we do. That's, that's it, and we help you guys get ready. We help you guys formulate plans. 
We tell you guys where to save money, tell you guys where you're going to lose money, and we try to help you based on the knowledge Al and I have put together over many years of doing this. Fire is one of the most basic essentials for survival. Whether you're camping, hiking, or preparing for disaster, Blackbeard has your six. Go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. Blackbeard offers stormproof matches, plasma arc lighters, fire starters, and ferro rods, all of which are great for your bug out bag. Once again, go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. And we want you to be prepared. Exactly. We want you guys to be safe and prepared. And I'm going to tell you what, whatever kind of disaster it is, if you make it through that initial ground zero strike of that tornado, hurricane, earthquake, flood, etc., the next thing you need to be severely worried about is interacting with an unruly, psychotic, crazy, starving society. Right. Let you, people get hungry and find out how stupid they can get. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I mean, my my preparedness plan Unless my house is on fire, I am not leaving. <laughs> no, I'm buried like a tick in here. I'm telling you, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> but I mean, that that's it, though. That's, you know, that's the big thing here that people aren't realizing is that a lot of people think, oh, well, I'll just go to the store after it's over or I'll do this and I'll be fine. And it's no big deal. And this is the thing, you know, all these situations we talk about, they're all very unpredictable. Okay. And you, there is no control you can have over these scenarios. It's that's it. So you don't, you don't, you don't control the weather. You don't control the earthquakes. You don't control the floods. But you can make sure that you survive it or have the better chance of surviving it. Listen, I'll, I'll tell you what, man. The last hurricane I went through in Florida, our power was out for over a week. Okay, and it was screwed up all over the state. I think it was Key West got hit really bad, all right? And we had power companies coming in from all over the U.S. to restore power. It took a week to get power back onto the majority of the people that got outages. What do you think happened to all their food in their fridge? It all went bad. It all went bad. Hmm. See, I was lucky enough... Well, I'm sorry, what about a ahead. cyber attack? What about a cyber attack? I mean, I mean, we could suffer a cyber attack in America at any moment. I mean, let's face it, it could happen. Well, and if we did and the power grid was affected, there could be large swaths of America that just doesn't have power. And it does I mean, you could only run a generator for so long. You know, I mean, these things happen. You know what, Al? What you know, you want to talk about cyber attack. Here's something I never even thought of. What if? You had somebody hack one of these trucking systems and start rerouting food items to where they don't belong. Right. All of a sudden, your Walmart's not getting milk. It's not getting eggs. It's not getting bread. What about all the uh, crops and, you know, things like eggs and beef and things like that that simply just aren't there right now because, I mean, we've, we've had other minor things that have happened. So, 
you know, anything that knocks a leg out of the stool of infrastructure makes you fall over. I mean, that's just part of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, this is, you know, back in the day, I remember, you know, growing up and like not being a prepper, not being into preparedness or anything like that, just kind of living in, in the middle of nowhere in the country, Al, and just kind of rolling with the punches during power outages and stuff. And it was like, I remember my parents, they would always be on this kick. We need candles and paper towels. That's all we really need, and we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, paper towels, yeah. And then yeah. and then yeah. I remember, like, when we would have these power outages, like, you know, we would eat in the house. We would eat chili. That was the thing, because there was always canned tomatoes. There was always canned beans, and we knew the ground beef was going to go bad, so we made a ton of chili, dude. <laughs> Right. And, you know, I, this may sound crazy to some people out there, and I'm not nuts, but I put myself and I put my family through these little exercises where I'm like, hey, we're not going shopping for a few days. We're going to eat what's here because I want them to understand that we have to eat up what's going to go bad first and we just don't go get new stuff because it's kind of putting you in the mindset that there may not be anything there to go get. So when it does happen, they're more prepared. Get your tickets to prep stock before they're gone. Go to prepstock.ticketleap.com today. Being held in beautiful Townsend, Tennessee, this community-focused survival event is taking place October 6th through the 9th. Explore the world of homesteading and survival. Escape the sheeple and find your people at Prepstock. For more detailed information, go to prepstock.ticketleap.com and buy your tickets now. Want to increase your chances of survival? Learn new survival skills such as herbal remedies, beekeeping, pressure canning, and much more. For a sense of security and protection in uncertain times, buy your tickets today at prepstock.ticketleap.com. Tickets to this event are limited and will be gone soon. Don't miss out on this doomtastic time. Buy your tickets now at prepstock.ticketleap.com. Bug out to Prepstock this October. Exactly. So that's, you know, and that's not a bad thing to be doing either. I know, I mean, where, where I'm firmly sitting right now, man, is I am, I am very concerned. So, all right. I'm very concerned all the time with, do I have enough? And I look at what some people have, what other preparedness creators have, you know, in their pantries and stuff like that. I always feel like, you know, I feel like I don't have enough. But then I look at what I have, and I'm like, well, man, if we were totally offline for a few years, I'd be fine, right? Well, we're, we're, we're gauging ourselves against people that think like we think. But the right. other 90%, you know, they don't have anything. So, yeah, we're doing well, believe it or not. And so we've been – I've been fortunate enough, and I know you have too, to where we've got some awesome um, food sent to us from our affiliate ReadyWise – Right. Yep. Yep. They've sent us stuff, and it's I. I've been continuously getting stuff lately. I mean, I've got a good bit of stuff now that they've sent out, and yep. some of it gets taste tested, some of it gets put back. I mean, I'm obviously not going to start gobbling up everything they send me right away, right? No, I don't. I put it back. Yeah. And I put but it back the reason because I know I'm going to need it. <laughs> the reason why I do it is because when I when I eat something and I'm like, okay, I really like this one thing. I want to get more of that. Or when the kids eat it and they like it, it's like, okay, I'm going to get more of that. Cause I know if something happens, it'll, 
it'll get consumed. It's not going to go to waste, right? Right. So I make sure to taste test things as they're coming in. But, you know, regardless, the, the one of the main points of this, guys, is you got to understand it's if a disaster happens, if a natural disaster happens, it will impact the supply web in some fashion, and this could be directly food-related, regardless of what country or region of the world this takes place in. Even if it's a company that doesn't produce our food for us, they could very well produce that packaging that our food is shipped out in, right? Want to be a guest on the show? Email it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. That's it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And that's that's the big thing here. I got into this weird I went down this weird rabbit hole the other day, Al, about where milk jugs are created because all of our milk in the US comes from American dairy cows, right? Yep. And well, at least yep. the mass majority of it. There might be some places up, you know, closer up north where maybe they get Canadian milk, I don't know. But um this the material that they make the milk jugs out of is not a regular plastic. It's like a, a PHPE polyethylene something, all right? It's not a normal plastic, like not like a soda bottle is, okay? Now, I'm not saying we do not produce this here in the U.S. We do make milk jugs here in the U.S., but guess what country out there holds like the trophy for production of this material? Let me guess. That would be probably China. What yes, China. Yes. <laughs> China. China. So if China decided we had a natural disaster and it's no longer a priority to export these jugs anymore out to the U.S., how are we going to get our milk to the grocery stores? Because I'm not saying I'm not saying we get all of our jugs from them, but we probably get a majority from them, right? Right. Enough to where if we weren't getting them, we would feel an impact. All right? Absolutely. You we would felt see, it before. You would see, okay. So this is okay. Prime example. I swear to God, Al. People act. People are ignoring 2020 even happened. Yep. Okay, act like it never happened. <laughs> I saw shortages in my area from the beginning of the pandemic up to about a year and a half into it, before things really started normalizing to where all the regular breads were back on the shelves to where everything started to normalize. And I got news for you guys. Some things never did return to normal. No. How many of you can go out around this country and get a steak, egg, and cheese bagel at McDonald's anymore? Yep. They took that off the menu during the pandemic, and it did not come back. All right? So what I'm getting at is even something as simple as a country not being able to ship out a product could very well impact what you get into your pantry or what you get into your refrigerator or what you get into your deep freezer. Right. You know, 100 years ago, we went to Farmer Brown for the milk and we went to Miss Jones down the road for our eggs and all the little things in our local area. Name me one area that does that exclusively nowadays, other than maybe the Amish. Very few people do. Your stuff comes from all over the country. If you can't get it to you, you can't eat it. It's a proven fact.
this is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.